Hi everyone, this is Mark Hastings and welcome to Mark the Poet, the podcast. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. It's continuing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. Hello everybody, welcome to Mark the Poet, this is episode 30. And today I'm going to dedicate this episode to the wonder of the 20th century, the 21st century and all the centuries to come. That is Star Trek. Um, The original TV series that premiered back in the the 1960s as well as all the the series, television series that followed. And... uh, been a, uh, a lifelong Trekkie um, and since uh, fast approaching um, the anniversary of its uh, premiere I thought that I would dedicate an entire episode to one of my favourite uh, franchises one of my favourite uh, series of TV shows and uh, my favourite fans on earth who I count myself among and uh, that TV series is the one and the only Star Trek so as I said uh, today uh, I'm going to be talking about all things Star Trek uh, which on the 8th of September have been on the air uh, for 54 years uh, very long time in uh, in the life of any franchise any TV show um, and since it premiered on September the 8th 1966 um, it has uh, grown into 14 um, uh, um, movies, um, seven TV shows, live action TV shows, and there's uh, also an eighth in production, um, and also um, two animated um, TV shows, um, and uh, and multiple uh, a multiple number of uh, comics and. Uh, games and um, toys and art and uh, music and anything you can you can think of um, because uh, it is a a franchise of extraordinary storytelling um, of extraordinary characters um, that uh, sparks the imagination of people, young and old, 
and uh, takes them away on a journey of discovery in which they discover um, a, more about the, the galaxy, the universe, multiple realities, the potential of humanity and what we may one day find out there in the uh, in the universe when we leave the confines of earth and our solar system and we boldly go where no one has gone before uh, just like the crew of the starship enterprise um, who were the uh, who was the ship the starship and uh, the the crew of that was um, what the first um, series of Star Trek uh, the premiere back in 1966 uh, revolved around and uh, that starship was uh, captained by Captain James T. Kirk um, and his first officer was Mr. Spock uh, who you've probably heard of who was a half human half Vulcan um, and the entire cast um, from uh, Montgomery Scott, who was the chief engineer, um, Lieutenant Sulu, who's uh, the, the helmsman, um, um, Chekhov, um, Uhura, who was the communications officer, played exquisitely by uh, Nichelle Nichols, um, and uh, of course Bones McCoy, um, Dr. McCoy, who was uh, played by DeForest Kelly, who's an incredible actor, and uh, I really do think that William Shatner absolutely threw everything into um, the character of Captain James T. Kirk, as well as um, everything that he's he's done, and he really embodies that series and uh, what it means to a lot of people, as well as uh, Leonard Nimoy, who played uh, Mr. Spock in that. He, even to this day, is uh, a testament to incredible acting and um, just being a wonderful person all around and spreading um, so much um, knowledge and uh, inspiration to people indirectly and directly. And the stories that... Uh, um, the episodes of the original series of Star Trek um, had within them are uh, some of the best TV um, episodes and stories that you'll ever see and they really do tell uh, modern day parables about the way people should live, the way people should act and think and want to explore everything and discover as much as they can and uh, even to this day it's an incredible series to go back and and watch um, yeah incredible and of course from from the original series uh, was spawned uh, the next generation Star Trek the next generation which uh, premiered back in 1987 and that was my first Star Trek series I guess you could say the one that really hooked me in um, I think I started watching it uh, religiously back in the the early 90s. It must have been about 91. Um, 
or the early 90s and I remember the first episode that I, I I mean I'd watched Star Trek previously I'd watched the 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 movies and I liked them all the ones that featured the original cast of the original Star Trek series um, but uh, when I started watching Star Trek The Next Generation that is when I became a true fan and I followed uh, that ship the galaxy class starship USS Enterprise NCC 1701D with uh, great fascination and interest and uh, and its crew and um, the the actors that portrayed the the uh, the starship crew were phenomenal um, uh, running down from uh, Patrick Stewart who played Captain Jean-Luc Picard and then he had Jonathan Frakes who played uh, William T. Riker uh, you had Marina Sirtis who played Councillor Troy Gates McFadden who played Dr. Beverly Crusher you had uh, Brent Spiner who played uh, Commander Data who I uh, was lucky enough to meet last year in person and to uh, have a picture taken with him and uh, it was incredible yeah, and to have his uh, autograph and it was an absolutely incredible experience for me to be able to uh, to meet him and to tell him that he was an inspiration and uh, that uh, he was uh, a fantastic actor and uh, yeah he was great and, uh, and uh, the same convention that I uh, I met Brent Spiner uh, I also got to to meet and to talk briefly with uh, Lavar Burton, who played uh, Lieutenant Commander Geordie LaForge in Star Trek: The Next Generation, and um, Whoopi Goldberg also starred in uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation as a uh, as a character called Guinan, which, who was a uh, bit of a mysterious character who tended bar uh, in um, Ten Ford. Um, it was the place on the on on the ship where people congregated and socialised, and uh, she had a lot of backstory to her and a lot of history that still remains to be revealed. And um, yeah, and then there was uh, Michael Dawn who played uh, Lieutenant Worf, who was a, a Klingon, um, who uh, was a member of uh, Starfleet, um, and there were such rich characters and um, such an, an incredible cast and throughout the entire series in fact um, they couldn't be better and uh, for the longest time they were my crew they were the ones who sparked my imagination and uh, really wanted really made me want to uh, look up to the stars and explore what is out there and all the infinite possibilities um, that the universe uh, has that we have uh, just begun to scratch the surface of and um, from the next generation I watched the next incarnation of the Star Trek franchise which was um, Star Trek Deep Space Nine which was set on a space station where uh, many different alien races and people came together and it's kind of a, a hub and a, um, an outpost in the, the farthest reaches of the galaxy near a, uh, a stable wormhole to another part of the galaxy 
and um, that series really explored um, the different um, depths of humanity, of um, of people, of um, war, um, of loss, of life, of spirituality, so many, a plethora of um, depth um, of uh, what people are capable of, what people can aspire to be, and such an incredible series that um, um, starred um, many different uh, actors that you may know, Colin Meany, uh, who played um, Chief uh, O'Brien, Miles O'Brien, um, the uh, the commander of the, the space station, um, uh, which was Commander Benjamin Sisko, who was uh, played by Avery Brooks, who I'm sure you've heard of. Um, then you had uh, many different um, actors that you may have heard of. Michael Dorn also starred in Deep Space Nine. He, he crossed over from The Next Generation later in life. Um, uh, Armin Shimmerman, he played Quark um, on the series. Um, Andrew Robinson, who played uh, an interesting character called uh, Garrick, um, who is a former Cardassian spy. Um, and there was as many, there's so many. Um, there was a uh, Rene Abajonois, who played a character called Constable Odo, um, who sadly, uh, who sadly died um, not long ago, unfortunately. Uh, Sirak Lofton, who played um, Jake Sisko, who was um, Benjamin Sisko's son. Um, there was Terry Farrell. Um, she was a, uh, a joined. Uh, Trill species was called the Trill, who was a symbiotic um, species. Um, you had uh, Alexander Siddig, who played uh, Dr. Julian Bashir. Uh, Nana Visitor, uh, who played um, Kira Norris. Um, Nicole de Boer, um, who you may have seen in the film uh, Cube. And um, yeah, incredible cast, incredible. I actually got to meet Colin Meany at a, a separate um, convention a few years ago, and he was brilliant. I gave him one of my books, in fact, and he was very appreciative of it. And uh, yeah, wonderful, wonderful person to to meet. Um, and of course, I followed uh, Deep Space Nine. Um, what? Well, watching it at the same time as Deep Space Nine and The Next Generation, which Star Trek Voyager, um, uh, which was, uh, whose captain uh, was uh, Kate Mulgrew, well that was the actress who played um, uh, Captain uh, Catherine Janeway of the USS Voyager, who uh, was the captain of a crew who found themselves uh, stuck in the, the Delta Quadrant of the, the galaxy. Um, marooned and trying to find their way back home to um, the Starfleet and to Earth and 
along the way, along their journey over seven seasons, they encountered many different alien races and connected with um, one of the deadliest races of uh, the Star Trek universe. Uh, it's just a cybernetic uh, race of uh, humanoids called the Borg, who also starred in one of the. Uh, it was also one of the antagonists in um, one of the Star Trek films, Star Trek First Contact, and they're one of the most uh, diabolical and tyrannical and unstoppable alien races in any um, any franchise. And um, yeah, Voyager uh, really got to explore more about the Borg, where they came from and um, where they originated and how they assimilated individuals into their collective and following that, um, I watched uh, Star Trek Enterprise, which was a, a prequel to the the previous Star Trek series, and took place, um, I think, about a hundred years from now, and a hundred years before um, the adventures of uh, Captain James T. Kirk. Um, and that was a great series. It had a, a great um, cast. Um, the captain of that series was uh, Captain Jonathan Archer, who was played by Scott Bakula, who you may know from um, the great um, TV series Quantum Leap, among other things, um, and extraordinary, great cast, um, and uh, yeah, unfortunately it only ran for four seasons, um, the original Star Trek series only ran for three seasons before it was cancelled. Uh, but the other series ran um, for seven s seasons, and uh, now um, the the current Star Trek live-action series that are uh, still going are uh, Star Trek Discovery, um, which is a prequel to um, the latter Star Trek series, um, but it takes place at the same time or just before. The original series, um, and uh, yeah, it's a great series that uh, is exploring um, what happened um, in the time before um, the original series, and of course, the time it's actually taking place in the far future, in the the season to come, um, the third season that's coming out uh, soon this year and it will be telling the story of what happens in the far future and what happens to the, the United Federation of Planets which is a, uh, a conglomeration of different species and planets spread um, through half of the, the galaxy uh, of which uh, Earth and humanity are at the centre of so I can't wait to see that when it comes out and uh, of course Star Trek Picard which is a, uh, a spin-off of uh, Star Trek The Next Generation which features um, Captain Jean-Luc Picard in his uh, later life uh, played again by Patrick Stewart uh, which uh, you can see on uh, Amazon Prime uh, which is a phenomenal series uh, which is um, hopefully going to be coming out with a second season soon when uh, it can start filming again um, 
and uh, there's another series to come um, which has been announced called Strange New Worlds and um, at the moment there's uh, uh, an animated series that's been shown on Nickelodeon I believe or on uh, CBS All Access it's been streaming on there and um, yeah and as I said there's been um, there's been many uh, there's been 13 um, films um, some been great uh, the majority have been great they've all had a uh, great good story to them um, but uh, of course some better than others and uh, I think of, of my of the, the 13 they've made um, I'd have to say that uh, The Wrath of Khan which is also a fan favourite fan favourite is one of my favourites um, as is uh, Star Trek The Voyage Home um, and uh, Generations of course um, but uh, yeah yeah and uh, just a little backstory on Star Trek um, it was created by Gene Roddenberry back in the 1960s um, and he uh, described it or he wanted it to be like a uh, a wagon train to the stars um, and uh, wanted to explore um, the the infinite potential of humanity um, and the 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 famous edict uh, infinite diversity in infinite combinations uh, which lies at the heart of uh, Star Trek and what it means and what it stands for and um, and to to be better and to 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 want to learn and to to explore strange new worlds and seek out new life and new civilizations and uh, do what has not been done and every Star Trek series has been inspiring to me especially and I always enjoy every episode um, and there's been hundreds hundreds of episodes up to now and um, yeah I don't have a, a bad word to say about any of them um, and uh, I've read some of the books as well and the, 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 the message of Star Trek the inspirational message um, and it's uh, prediction of a bright and prosperous future for everybody is one that is a draw for me and always has been should be a draw for everybody in my opinion but uh, apart from uh, waxing lyrical about my uh, favorite TV series I wanted to read some poems um, and the first poem that I want to read to you today was uh, inspired by Star Trek and uh, it's called Live Long and Prosper which is a, uh, a famous greeting uh, as well as a, uh, a goodbye um, that uh, members of the Vulcan race um, in particular um, Mr. Spock uh, might say to, uh, to someone While growing up we all have heroes who we see who we watch, who we listen to, and who we want to emulate. And while growing up, there were no greater heroes or role models who used to keep me captivated 
interested, in awe and excited to follow their continuing adventures where no man has gone before than the crew of the Starship Enterprise. And when I got home from school, it was to the final frontier where I journeyed off to, on my television and in my imagination. And to this day, every episode and story of every series of my favorite universe, canon, fan base and franchise never fails to fill me with the same feelings I had as a boy imagining being a member of the Enterprise's crew. And every time I watch an episode or a movie now, I am, and I will forever be, captivated. Captain James T. Kirk, the commander of the Enterprise in the original series of Star Trek in the 60s, was a natural leading man and a hero that, wherever he would go, thousands would follow because William Shatner played him so expertly and perfectly no one else could truly be or inhabit such a role as he did in Jim Kirk however it was always Mr Spock played timelessly by the great late Leonard Nimoy who I used to be more drawn to and fascinated by. And like another fictional hero of mine, Sherlock Holmes, Spock used knowledge and logic to be the source and the answer to most of the problems he and the rest of the Enterprise crew came face to face with. And Leonard Nimoy was Spock in every way, shape and form. And the knowledge now that Mr. Spock and Leonard Nimoy's light has gone out from the world is a loss to everyone on Earth. Leonard Nimoy and Mr. Spock leave a legacy in so many ways, infinite ways, for everybody to see, remember and be inspired by. I have always been a lifelong Star Trek fan. And every time I hear that someone from my favourite TV show has died, I honestly do want to cry. I just wish I had had the chance to meet Lennon and Moy. I just wish I could have been able to tell him how influential he was to so many people, and always will be, and to tell him how important he and his message was to me as a boy. I will always be inspired to reach for the stars. I will always look back on my childhood with a smile on my face. And remember my favorite half human, half Vulcan fondly, because to me, his spirit will forever loom large. I will never stop watching, reading, imagining, and I will all my life be inspired by the voyages of every crew and every starship especially the Enterprise, traveling and exploring the final frontier. And I will always remember the amazing Leonard Nimoy. And this poem is my lasting tribute to him. And as Leonard Nimoy's Star Trek character, Mr. Spock was frequently fond of saying, in his name, 
I promise to live long and prosper. And uh, I wrote that back in 2015, um, on the day that I heard that uh, Lennon Nimoy had died. And I, I wrote that poem in memory of him. And uh, unfortunately we have lost, um, naturally lost uh, some actors who've been in Star Trek. Um, all the series, um, DeForest Kelly, um, who lost um, some years ago. Uh, he was also a brilliant poet. I'll, I'll have one, I have one of his poems uh, that I treasure, um, that I bought a few years ago. And uh, yeah, Lennon Nimoy, of course. Um, and yeah, it was... Uh, it's a shock, and James Doohan, of course, uh, who played uh, Scotty, Mr. Scott, on the original Star Trek series. Um, and it's it's so, it is hard, and it is very sad. And René Abajonois, who was in Star Trek Deep Space Nine, who played Constable Odo, um, unfortunately, he he died like um, last year, I believe. Um, but uh, yeah, it was. It's and it's always hard, hard to lose these extraordinary actors from uh, these extraordinary TV series. Um, now um, I want to read to you another poem um, called Trekker, and uh, this was from my uh, my book, The Rambler. And kind of has a, a double meaning, uh, I suppose. Um, it was inspired by Star Trek, and also inspired by my love of uh, walking. I have always been a trekker, whether it be through a city of stars or across an ocean of light. I have always allowed my thoughts, my dreams, and my instincts to dictate what I would do and when. Over the years I have unflinchingly taken leaps into the unknown and jumped instantaneously through swirling wormholes of many colours to places of hope and adventure. Over my life I have looked to the stars to guide my way, like the seafarers of old and every time I saw the torches of destiny align along the road of fate. Seemingly for me, I never hesitated to believe that I could follow the example of my heroes and decide to make a difference, come what may. I was instilled with a feeling of hopefulness, optimism and a strength of spirit and self-belief from the time that I was a small child. And as I grew, as I looked around, as I observed, and as I wondered why the universe was the way that it was, I naturally began to imagine that I saw more than what my eyes told me I was seeing. And that is why, when I look at the vast darkness of space, I see an opportunity to be inspired and not a reason to feel fear. I enjoy reading watching and reliving the stories of pathfinders, explorers, voyagers, 
and those people who have a natural inclination to go where no one has gone before, to do what no one has done before, and those who find ways of achieving the impossible simply by using all that they have at their disposal to start upon a quest that should only be embarked upon by those who are the personification and the embodiment of a true trekker. And uh, yeah, I've always uh, been like that. I've always liked going and exploring things that I've never seen before or and doing things I've never done before. And I think I've always had that all my life and uh, um, it's been emboldened by all the adventures that I've uh, I've followed, the the crews of my uh, star, my favourite TV ser- series Star Trek, have uh, given me and gifted me. Um, yeah. So, um, and the last uh, poem that I want to read to you today is a poem from my first book of poetry, uh, Poet of the Sphere. And I wrote this a long time ago, probably back in 2014, I would say. Um, no, before that, probably 2012. Um, and uh, this poem is called Those Distant Stars. I can see them now. I can feel their pull. I can understand their language. I can hear the voice of the eventual. Across a vast auditorium of light masquerading as a sea of stars, I hear a lone voice, just as enticing as finding life on Mars. A voice that can only be heard by listening with your internal ear to the frequency of the enlightened. That which lies in wait for us all to revere. Epics have been written and ingrained with this voice of distant origin. Poems and stories all inflamed with the name and the face of our celestial twin. Those distant stars, those first emanations of light, life, hope and divinity though their influence will live forever, they will forever live with anonymity. The voice of those distant stars that guide, provide and remind us of our way travels the cosmological Colosseum instantly and finds its listener without delay. Its message is a revelation its permeating meaning needs no translation. The voice of all voices. The true interpretation of every constellation gives inspiration, hope and truth equal to the magnitude of new life and rebirth to anyone willing to listen in every galaxy, dimension and planet like that of Earth. To me, this voice has been whispering its verse long before I was born. 
This voice has been there to greet all life, since creation's first spawn. To me, this voice is the voice of a laureate, a maestro, a poet of every sphere. However, what this same voice would sound like to you, I cannot volunteer. To me, this voice is the voice of every male, female, child and offspring. The resonance of every instrument, the vibration of every string. The next time you are looking up at the night sky, searching the heavens for an answer, close your eyes, listen to the voice of those distant stars and bring forth what they infer. And uh, I suppose that's where my love of uh, space comes from also, um, Star Trek. Um, I've always been fascinated and I've always loved um, space operas as they're called, uh, from Star Wars to Star Trek to um, Battlestar Galactica uh, that take place uh, in space and uh, they explore many different facets of life and uh, evolution um, but Star Trek to me outshines all the others because it has such a, a pure a true and, and such an inspiring message to it that um, is unrivaled by any any other TV series, film, um, book, um, song, music, anything, um, in all its variations, in all its series. I think anyone could watch an episode of Star Trek, no matter what series it's from, which era, from the 1960s, the 80s, the 90s, up till to now in the 2000s. They could watch it and enjoy it and be um, entertained as well as inspired by it. And uh, I, I am constantly inspired by Star Trek and I always will be. And I will never stop watching it and following the adventures of every crew that uh, mans every starship that features um, within those series. And um, I look forward to reading more um, adventures, seeing more adventures and being inspired to write adventures of my own and um, I, 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 I join with every fan around the world in, um, in their, their perpetual hope um, uh, for the the betterment of uh, all humanity and the the knowledge within Star Trek that says that if we all work together as one then we we all think of each other as one species we're all driving towards the same goal we're on the same journey we're on the same mission then we can accomplish anything and uh, I want to end this episode uh, by uh, thanking you for listening um, and say, uh, I want to say that I hope everybody is uh, 
staying safe out there and uh, everybody's doing okay and I also want to say that I hope that everybody listening to this will um, never stop um, being inspired never stop dreaming and never stop um, hoping for a better future to come and in closing I just want to say um, to everybody listening live long and prosper Hi everyone, um, if you liked what you heard in this episode of uh, Mark the Poet the podcast and uh, you want to hear more uh, or if you want to read more of uh, my poetry uh, then uh, if you go to uh, my website uh, which is markthepoet.me you'll find um, a wide uh, selection of uh, some of the poems that I've written over the last five years and uh, if you want to buy a copy of one of my books, then just go to Amazon uh, in whatever country you're in. Um, or t- onto barnesandnoble.com. Um, uh, and uh, you can get a copy of all of my books, each one of my ten books. And um, there you'll find uh, the books of poetry that I've written, uh, my short novels. and um, yeah, my uh, my poetic journey and uh, my writing journey um, for over the last uh, ten years. So, uh, if you like the sound of that and you you want to read more, or listen to more, um, then uh, check out um, my website markthepoet.me or check out some of my books um, on Amazon. Uh, or online, wherever you get your books uh, in a physical copy and also as an ebook. Um, so, thanks for listening and uh, happy reading. <laughs>